Hi, everyone. This is Mark Tornello from Accept, and you're listening to Rich and Scott on Focus on Metal. Hey, Metalheads, Scott here. And Richie. And welcome to another episode of Focus on Metal. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Lots to to talk about in the metal shit show of of the world right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Some good stuff, some bad stuff, some ridiculous stuff. We'll We'll try to go through through some of the stuff. (laughs) Yeah, well, every band is on tour or announcing tours. So that's that topic already. Ah, there you go. Done. Yeah, lots of those. And uh, also, uh, if you tried to play the Maiden episode on Amazon or Apple, uh, I guess there's something wrong. Richie just brought it to my attention. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I'll have fixed it. If you tried and it didn't work, and hopefully you're listening to this, I fixed it. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, I'm sure I screwed something up with the feed programming. But anyways, that's that's that. Mm-hmm. So we're more discussion. Oh yeah, and nobody wants to do interviews with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all doing it with the other like a million podcasts that came up behind us. You know, it's like every day there's a new one popping up. Yeah, I don't. I I actually wanted to do more discussion episodes anyway. Yeah. Um. So here we are. Yeah. And there's a lot going on, and we don't normally do. How would I describe this? We normally pick one topic. It could yeah. be an album. It yeah. could be a book. It could be something. We don't normally do, oh, here's what's going on currently. Let's do the news roundup kind of thing and share our opinions on it. Yeah, we don't. It's, that's kind of the, we leave that to Chris and Neely and other people that usually do it a hell of a lot better than us. But um, well, we're doing uh, back it in the day, we used to do that, though. <laughs> so, yeah. We're going to do it tonight. Well, yeah, we are. Because yeah. <laughs> we've nothing else to talk about. It's our show. So, <laughs> what we want. I'm not going to start with the with the Mick Mars Motley Crue one. We'll get to that. Oh, that is news abuse right, right there. Uh, the day we're recording this, uh, which Dave is Ho- actually Aerosmith Day here in Massachusetts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we were, were you there the day they got? Did they I, have a, a thing in, in they the had city? A thing on Comav in front of the old the old uh, house, the old apartment and okay. stuff. Yeah, okay. is that yeah. still there? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's still there. The plaque should still be there as well and stuff. But yeah, now I was working. That is day. it an apartment? Yeah, it's like an old brownstone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, you bring because you brought that up. Did you ever see? I can't think of the name of the TV show uh, where they renovated the old van. Oh yeah, I was American Pickers. Yeah, yeah. And then they brought the band in to look at it. Yeah, well, they had yeah, Brad. They brought Brad in to check it out, and yeah, oh yeah, they, I they saw found it in, the, in, a, it, yeah. in the woods somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. uh, it was their old van. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That was, I yeah. thought that was really good. <laughs> um, we're already going down a rabbit hole. We are. Um, so the day we're recording this, Dave Lombardo has revealed he's not playing any Testament shows this year. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be a big hit for something like that where, you know, just like with Slayer, I mean, the, the drums are pretty integral to Testament sound and you've got to be one hell of a drummer to do it. So it's kind of like, holy crap, you know, what are you getting a pinch now? But he was a name guy. I think. I think he's probably a bigger name as a drummer than Gene Hoagland. I'm, um, I think because of when he came in, he was a couple of years before. G- I know Gene did Dark Angel. Yeah, I think that's partly what it is, though. Is that something like Dark Angel? It wasn't as. I don't have a better word than mainstream, but it wasn't as mainstream. So there, there's kind of like people that are really. You know, big Dark Angel fans, yeah, they know Hoagland and some of the other stuff he's done since then. But I think because Dave was just the wheelhouse behind um, Slayer and Slayer just being that huge thrash band and that elevated position, I think that's partly why his name is out there so much. Mm, I thought it was an inspired move when they got him in the band because he was. I thought he was a bigger name than Gene, but not only that. He played on arguably one of the best Testament records, The mm. Gathering. Yeah. So he'd already had history with the band. Yep. Um, but with someone like that, 
is he going to stick around? Right. Um, yeah. Because he's he's super busy. He seems to have a new project ev- coming out every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, maybe their option is bring the other guy who does a million projects and have Portnoy play drums. And- <laughs> <laughs> With Testament? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Will he be able to do it? <laughs> um, but he's busy too. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's doing a million <laughs> projects too. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he would have... Bill think, Ward? Can they get Bill Ward? Bill Ward. <laughs> I, I, I think when Dave would have added ticket sales. Yeah. Just yeah. to see him playing yep. with that band. Yep. Um and I think I don't know I don't know that much about about suicidal tendencies as regards to being how big a draw they are but that I'm sure that probably hurt them when he left. Yeah. Um because of his rep, you know Dave's reputation. Right. Um so it'll be interesting now who who Testament get to replace him because they had Gene was a monster, mm-hmm. well known name. I think Dave was as as not not you know, I'm not saying that Dave's a better drummer than Gene, yeah. but he I think he had a more higher profile yeah. in the in the metal world. He's one part of the big four. Right. Um and you know, when you think of Slayer it's the fucking drums, Angel of Death and mm-hmm. all those songs, you know. Oh yeah, he I said he was that he was that engine room. Yeah, he def- he defined Rain and Blood. I mean, it's just it was him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who are they going to get? It's going to be interesting. I'm sure the guy's going to be fantastic. What's what's uh, Bostiff doing these days? I've lost track of him. Um, I don't know. He'd be a yeah, one Slayer drummer. To another. <laughs> yeah, another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other names that'll come up, of course, you'll have John Deddy. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's a million guys that can play that stuff. Yeah. Um, like with the guy we had, we had Wendell Smith on, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and he said he's one of his friends was out covering for Charlie Venanti, yeah. So obviously, like guys like him, sure. who's who nobody really knows, yeah, is shit hot and can and can play and can do it. But do what's, they want a high profile drummer in the band? What's uh, Andy V Galleon doing? What's up? This is Andy V Galleon of the Devil in California and Death Angel, and you're listening to Focused on Metal. Turn it up. <sighs> That'd be interesting. Know. Andy, yeah. That'd be Death interesting. Angel. It's a yeah. Death Angel Testament cross-pollination. It would be. I no? don't know what Andy is doing. The last band I heard he was in was at Spiral Arms with, uh, was it Craig LeCicero? That was a couple I think of you're years. right. That was yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. though. Um, I think I have his number. I'll text him. Are you in Testament? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's just interesting. I, and I haven't even looked up to see when their next shows are. Mm. Um I'm sure it probably doesn't come as a shock to the band. They probably knew a couple of weeks ago. It was just Dave having to decide how many balls can I juggle here, right? And, and it's and it's and he had it's it's not easy. I mean, no. a drummer his age, like holy crap, the fact that he can still do it and do it like the level he does is mm-hmm. is crazy. But I put it up on the Facebook page today, and a guy said he's in a million side projects. And the question I asked the guy was, so what's his main band? Hmm. And he said, well. Dave thinks Mr. Bungle is his main band. Ah. But are, are they his main band? Do they tour a lot? Do they... They're, they're, they're going to be touring. I know, but do they... Dates do around they, here, I think. Do they tour a lot? No. Do they still make music? That's Mike Patton, isn't oh. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that the band with um, Scott Ian? No, that's a different band. Isn't no, it? no. This is just a... This is like a... This is what, what he was doing before... Um, oh, crap. The name escapes me now. Who, Mike Patton? Yeah. Say no more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, they haven't done stuff in a while, but yeah, they're suddenly they're doing tour. So, but a main band to me would constitute recording. Maybe. Yeah, I, I maybe he's just doing and, it for but fun. Touring a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like we're, right, we're going to be spending six months of the year doing shows. That to me is somebody's main band. Yeah, well, I mean, except for huge bands, a lot of bands just don't even tour that long anymore. They can't. Yeah, true. You know, well, the summer they'll do the festivals. Yeah, but even then, even a lot of the festivals, they're they're like flying. You know, you might do one a week. Mm. You no, know, it isn't. It isn't consistent. It's it's kind of spotty. A lot of them aren't doing like long tours. You can see the the dates are pretty quick. 
I mean, he, you know, well, I, I was going to use Marty Friedman as an example, but that's a little different. He's kind of over here from Japan and trying to knock things out quick, and everything else in his band is from Japan, too. So you got the whole visa issue and crap. So that's a little different. But, mm. yeah, but most, most of the bands, they're just not touring them. You know, those that kind of length of time, they go out for, what, maybe two or three months? And okay. that's it. All right. It, I was surprised, not surprised. Mm. Put it that way. I thought if he was going to come back in the band, I, I thought he'd spend a little bit longer with the band. And it, Again, yeah. next year he'd say, oh, yeah, I'm going back and I'm doing shows with Tesla. That wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. Um, I do wish he had a recorded with him. That I do wish because right. his performance on Gathering was excellent and that album is, is one of their best records, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but this is what happens, drummers. Here <laughs> yeah. to the, they, they're in the band one day and then the next day they're off drumming with someone else. And Especially, yeah, especially these guys who are getting up there. They, they, you know, they, you kind of drop off. Yeah. Beast the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. So the next thing we'll transition to is... Uh, Paul Quinn leaving Saxon. Uh, well, he's leaving the touring. Yeah, and we'll get to that with the other guy later. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, he's leaving, yeah, the tour, he's not going to tour anymore. Right. Uh, he must be in his 70s. He's up there. Yeah. He is up there. Yeah, he's... I mean, no- he's up there enough that he had, he's lost his hair twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I have some of that. I have a batch of the old Kerrang! magazines and I'm looking at some of the 80s ones and the wigs are are, are looking are rather puffy in it for oh, a while. Fa- oh, they're fantastic, yeah. the wigs. He has the baseball hat on uh-huh. and then he doesn't have it on and he has this like perm, yeah. like big, big fucking hair. Uh-huh. Um, I think if you look at the picture on the back of, uh, is it Rock the Nations, that album? It's like, whoa. I think it's that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I was... I could see him, you know, deciding, and again, I mean, he's been doing this for a long time, and that is a band, too, that continued to play live, you know, all the time. And they're doing stuff, you know, they did a lot of stuff only in Europe for a while, but now for the last couple of years, they've been doing a lot of stuff over in the U.S., too. I remember the first time it was, I thought, oh, crap, like, when am I ever going to see them again over here? And then they're back again, and they're back again, which I'm not complaining about. But I'm sure that that additional kind of touring cycle probably took a, a toll on them too, you know. Plus, they were ver- they've always been very consistent uh, with the studio albums. Yeah, you can, absolutely. You can. It's nearly every two years you can set your clock with it. Yeah, um, and they've done a couple of these inspiration cover, yeah, covers. Number records. two is up there right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know me with covers albums of no interest. Um, but there's that. Uh-huh. There's all the touring. You're up there in age. Um, I, I remember when I interviewed Biff at the Palladium a couple of years ago, and all the guys walked in, and none of them had their stage clothes on. Yeah. And I remember Nigel Glockler walking in, and I and I looked at him and went, "Man, he looks old." <laughs> and he, yeah. he he's up there as well. It, actually, he, the 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 back cover of that Inspirations, it's kind of like, wow, yeah, Nigel's uh, looking old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's still a great drummer. Yeah. But and he's been with the band. I know there was a couple of albums he didn't play on. He was out of the band for a while, but yep. he's been with them a long time. Yeah. Um like that lineup they had with Nibs and Doug, that prop that lineup had probably been together since the late nineties. Yeah, that might be their like Unleashed longest the running I think Unleashed the Beast was the album Doug came in. Yeah. And I think Nibs was on that, and I think Nigel was on that. Oh, no, there was one album or two albums, I think. Um, they got another drummer in, Metalhead was one of them. Yeah. But it's been more or less Nigel yep. on every record yep. uh, since Unleash the Beast. And now, of course, Paul has decided to, yep. to step away from the touring. Uh, can't blame the guy. No, no. <laughs> Again, I think it probably it's probably taken a lot out of him. The last time I saw him... You know, I mean, you look at the old old footage of them playing, and he's running around, and he's the lunatic. And you know, last time I saw him, he, you know, he did, didn't move around a lot. Nibs you know? is the one that runs around. He does, yeah. Else, but he's yeah, but he's yeah, probably, he's, he's he's a lunatic. Probably ten or fifteen years younger yeah. than Biff and, right. and Paul, exactly. And Nigel, yeah. Um, but the guy they got in is Brian Tatler. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Fucking genius. Brilliant. Yeah. Genius. Move. Yeah. 
I was that was the the when I heard the announcement too. That's I think that's what I actually said and my tweeted back was fucking brilliant. Yeah, like that's a that's a smart move. Yep. You have a guy and a guy who's well known. Yep, from the same era. It, that was my thing. Is it's from the same era. And not to be snobby about it, but he gets the influences. Of course he does. And, and he has a common ground because he played the same venues, did the same tour cycles. Probably played with Saxon. Exactly. So I'm, I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Bring yeah. Taller in. I was wondering who they were going to get. And mm. when they announced him, I went, bingo. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. There was no, you know, nothing in my mind went, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, he's, he's a still he's a he's a good player. He's that good rhythmic lead guy, and and really you think about it that uh, you know Doug's been covering a lot of the lead stuff too, and a lot of the more technical stuff, and Quinn's been doing a lot of the the more rhythmic lead stuff as well. So I'm like, yeah, that just slots him in really well. Yeah, mm. I will be interested to see where where they go though. With Brian, like will 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 it will it be Paul will write and record, and Brian will do the live shows, or will Brian at some point say, "Look, I'd love to be able to write with you guys." He'll probably be there, Yannick. <laughs> you know, <Come> on. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he's I'm sure that I'm sure that they're going to be out there. They'll be jamming before shows. Ideas will come, and, and there'll probably be stuff of like, yeah, you know what? We, you know, we want you on the album too. Now, some of that whole thing on the album too is probably going to depend on what label Brian's on, and I haven't looked, and whether you know all that whole bullshit what can work is out. What he in now, Brian? Does, what, what well, is Diamond he, had put out stuff a couple of years back. A couple, yeah, but recently. Other than that, that's what he's. That's been his band still. Yeah, Diamond Head. Yeah. Okay. All right, not no other projects or anything like that. He's been on. Not that I. No. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. No, as far as I know, that's it. Okay. But genius. Yeah. I, again. Uh, yeah. That's one of those things where you. It's like a holy shit. That's as simple as duh. It is so perfect. You wouldn't have been able to predict it. I'll tell you how clued in they are. Like, did they make a decision like that? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Brian, call Brian. Yeah, great. Brian yeah. Cutler is a new player instead of. Paul. Well, I think too that. And I think you probably got the same feeling, you know, when you talk to Biff, which is that they they don't have airs. They're still like that same no. band of people down to earth and and have never, you know, gotten their heads up their own asses. I don't know whether I've told you this story before. Fuck it, I'll tell it again. Um, for people who don't know. So when I interviewed Biff, um, I got to the venue. And the road manager didn't know where he was. Mm. So that was a problem. <laughs> right? Because they have an itinerary. So, of course, Biff came back and he did the interview that I wanted him to do. Yeah. He was gracious enough to do it. He went through the last couple of albums in their discography with me, which yep. was a great way to finish it, I thought, to have the singer of the band actually do it with me. Yep. And then I, I, the interview was over and I said to Biff, because I had my copy of the Inner Sanctum, the yep. vinyl, I said, Biff, any chance you can sign this for me? And he said, yeah, sure, Richie, no problem, you know. And then I took, got a picture with him. He said, uh, do you want me to get the other guys to sign it? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. I said, yeah, come on down. We're doing the sound check in a minute. Yeah. And um, I'll get all the guys to sign the album for you. Yeah. Right. So he brought me down and he sat me in the venue. Yeah. And he put the, the album down next to the drum riser. And every guy in the band that came onto the stage, he, he called him over and said, now, guys, make sure you sign that for him down there. Yeah. Right. Just simple. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was chuffed. Yeah, that I think, he, that he did I that. think you know, Biff's one of these guys that he's never forgotten where he came from. No, not at you all. You know what I mean? Just don't. He was just really down to earth. Yeah. Just really nice guy. Yeah. Um, no airs and graces about him at all. Um, just salt of the earth guy. Yeah. Um, and he's been in in the business for what since the mid 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 seventies, mm. and he's still the same guy. Yeah. And. You know, that says a lot about the band. Absolutely. Um, you know, and they're still a great band. I know they're demoing material for the next record. Yeah. And I don't know how many years they've left. Yeah, true. But it's it's been all great. Mm-hmm. I, I, in my opinion, I think the stuff they've done since Unleash the Beast has been, a lot of it has been as good as their classic stuff. 
It's, oh, yeah. it's been a bit heavier. Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, yeah, yeah, it's only all the classic era, era and nothing else. And if you think that way, that's fine. But the new stuff is far from no, shit. No, I know? think that's the... And I've always really loved Saxon. But I, I got to say that they're, they are definitely one band that never lost, like, the... Eh, there was a couple, there's a couple albums there a little weak. But Destiny. Oh, <clears throat> overall, overall... I think their output's been really good and it's been where they started from and then they've, they've changed and they've added different dynamics and stuff, but it's always been really good songwriting. Yeah. And so yeah. that if you're, if you're really good about it, you know, you can pick up that last Saxon album and, you know, somebody who's, you know, 18, 19 years old could, could listen to that and go, fuck yeah, this is really good. This is driving. This is, and, and, you know, their dad should be able to listen to that same thing and go, wow, these guys can still do it, you know, and it is, and not have the, oh, they didn't used to be this way before, you know what I mean? And I think that that's, that's just amazing. You figure on the flip side, and I hate to say this, but I will, that, you know, I look at all the stuff I listened to with Aerosmith growing up. Fucking loved all those albums. And they have their little thing, they go away, they come back, and now it's it's poppier. It's more melodic. It's it's kind of. Are you talking posture. permanent vacation on, or, or are you well, talking later? Yeah, I, actually, permanent vacation still had some balls to it for, except for Angel. But uh, some of those songs still had some of that. You could feel the connection back to an album like Rocks. But when you started to get into things like Nine Lives and you know, onward. A lot of that drops just off. Push play. You know, yeah. And it, it's just, and, and so you, you can't have that same thing. We're, we're now, that's just the opposite. Where you may have the, you know, younger kid goes, oh, yeah, these yeah these guys are pretty good. And the father is like, listen and going, sure like the fucking band used to be, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's, but Saxon, I, I think they just, across everything, they just keep doing it well. They're just consistently yeah. great. Absolutely. Um, and uh, in a lot of ways, I think they get overlooked. Yeah, they didn't have that huge, you know, they had a little, their, their hiccups and they never really had that early big, like, woohoo here um, that they should have had, I think. But uh, they, ah, for me, they've just, yeah, they've always been just freaking amazing, you mm. know? Mm. And okay. and just, I mean the songs now they're still just as good as you know Fire in the Sky and Twenty Thousand Feet and you know all those songs yeah 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 so let's move on to the other thing we're going to talk about before we get <laughs> on to the big one let's talk about Peter Baltus um, joining I, Udo I you know so it came up today and I saw that and I was a little stunned nice to have him back. But it was like, well, then why did you leave except? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm confused. It just didn't, it was kind of, I figured, okay, he left except. I thought he was going to be, he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm done. It's been great. See you later. And fade off on the sunset. And all of a sudden, with Udo. He did shows with Udo last year. He, he, he appeared on a couple of uh, couple of stages with him. Did he? I believe. Just like a guest, yeah. like walk on? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think it was, he did a couple of Accept songs. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of those guys, they will do stuff like that, walk on with people. And you see, I mean, a million people pop up on Doro shows, right? So Yeah. But the, the one thing with, with bands when they split, you don't know whether the guys that are still in the band have all have the same type of relationship with the guy that left. Right. So you might assume that when Udo left, except for the, the second time, and they got back with Mark, uh-huh. or they got they got with Mark Tornillo, and then they did Blood of the Nations, which is a, a, still a, a great oh, yeah. album, one of the best. Great. I think it's one of the best except records. Um you might have thought that okay, so it wasn't there four of the that, that lineup that recorded the early albums were were with on Blood of the Nations and Mark, wasn't Herman Frank on it? 
and Stephen. And step, and, yeah. Yeah. So there was four of them, right? Yeah. And of course, over time, it ended up with just Wolf and Peter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you have to think that, did the four guys not have a relationship with Udo? Or was it just Wolf didn't have the relationship with Udo? Or was it two guys still got on with him and the others didn't? Right. You know, you, uh, you, you always think with something like that, that it's the four guys and then they get Mark in. So yeah. the four guys obviously don't get on with Udo anymore. That's what you'd think. But that necessarily, that might not necessarily be true. Right. And, and the other thing you have is you do have the, you do have the, the Judas Priest effect, right? Where Wolf has the relationship with the manager. Yeah. You know, and did that cause some things too? But I always thought like, I always, whatever, I guess naively thought that, you know, that whole Wolf-Peter axis was kind of like a, the the core of the band. And that yeah, was kind of what that's I was what like, I thought as well. Holy shit. Or that's, that's the image that was conveyed to yeah. you in interviews. Yeah. Um, I know Peter's done interviews recently and he wasn't happy in the end with, mm. with, his, with Accept, the way it was run. Um, and so, But the thing now is, I'm going to bring it back to your, your the, the, the original uh, guy on the show with you, Jay. Yeah. Once the singer leaves the band, it's done, right? Yep. So now you have Accept with Wolf. Yeah. And then you got a lot of guys in the band and, and Mark, who's mm. done five records with him. I believe it's five. Might be. Yeah, it's five. And that's Accept. Uh-huh. And now you've got Udo and Peter. Yeah. So who are you going to see to Accept songs? Still going to see Accept to Accept songs. Really? Yeah. With Mark? With Mark? Yeah. I'd go see Udo now. With Peter, definitely. Definitely. Hi, this is Udo Dirkschneider, the singer of Udo, and you listen to Focus on Metal. Let you, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I love the new stuff that Mark does. Right? Yeah. But but I'm key in I key in more on, on not just the singer either. There's there's a the, all of those riffs and stuff from Wolf, that's a pretty huge chunk of of except. Vocals aside. Yeah, I I now I saw Udo yeah. a few years ago and he was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, he can still blast um, it out. His band was shit hot and they yeah. did the accept stuff and it was fucking amazing. And I think just having Peter with him, I just think it just pushes it to me that I'm going Udo, Udo now. Mm. I, 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 <laughs> I, I just thought you've brought it up like the Peter Wolf thing. Yeah. Right, that the two of them. Yeah. I always lent okay, that, that it's Peter Wolf and, and Mark and then even with the other two guys in the band, I was like, yeah, that's accept. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, it's it's Udo, he's the voice and all those songs. And now Peter's there as well. And kind of, I'm going over to the dark side now. <laughs> 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 I think it, I think if I was to pick, only go to one, I'd definitely go to see Udo now. Yeah. And, and maybe part of my thought on that too is that, you know, essentially accept's always done accept. Udo's gone off and he's done all kinds of Udo stuff too, you know? So he's got this whole other catalog. So it's almost like, I don't know. It's almost like Sammy throwing in a Van Halen song in, in a circle set. You know what I mean? That's just kind of how I see it is that he's, it's just, it's different. It's like, yeah, that was his band. He was a voice on a lot of the albums, a shitload of them, more of them than Mark, but he's done a whole other chunk of catalog too. Hmm. So a lot of times if I'm going to go see Udo, I'd be like, yeah, it'd be good, good to see him sing, you know, one or two accept songs. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I really want to go see Udo stuff. Okay. No, I just, I've gone the other way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a visual thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I really like the last accept record, but it's just Wolf now. You know, it started off, it was like the four of them and then it went down to the two of them. Yep. And now, now it's just Wolf and he's got, two other guitar players and I know Mark still sings great and oh, yeah. I, lo- I love the record I really do love the records he's yeah. done but I don't know I don't know I just think with Peter joining Udo it's kind of yeah I'd rather go see that now mm. it's like it's, it, okay if he was doing it if the two of them were doing just accept songs mm-hmm. I'd definitely go see Udo do it yeah definitely and that's not, that's not just because of the singer I think just with Peter it just and it wouldn't surprise me now if they announced Herman Frank or someone like that in the band <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, speaking of that, um, Herman, did you hear that album Iron Allies with David Reese from last year? No. 
really good. Yeah. Yeah, really, really just fucking traditional metal. Yeah, well, I mean, David's got a freaking hell of a voice. So. Yeah, yeah, still. You know? Yeah, still. Just, yeah. A, just a really strong album. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to, uh, I don't know whether anyone's heard this, but uh, Mick Maris <laughs> and Molly Crew. <laughs> oh, my God. Where Please. do we start? Um, let's, all right, let's, let's start with the general question I'm going to pose to you. Uh, are Motley Crue more known for their music or their shenanigans? So they started off being known for that stage show and all of that crap. There was a point in time where they did get known for their music, like Dr. Feel Good, pretty good example, that album there. And after that, it's been pretty much, uh, I think, they're more of a tabloid band than a rock band. Yeah, I would agree, which is why none of this shit surprises me. But the only other thing that's interesting, or it's incredibly fucking clever on their part, one of the two, is Mick was never part of any of it. It was kind of like... He was just the guy that was over there on the side and he played his parts and he had his little issues, but it was just kind of all like in the background. You know what I mean? Um, even having the, you know, having the debilitating disease was kind of like not even talked about until it got to be to a, you know, a ridiculous place. So there wasn't, he was never part of the whole other circus. You know what I mean? It was like a three ring circus and Mick. Either he, was ne- he didn't want to be a part of it or he wasn't allowed to be a part of it. And he was also older than those guys. Too. Yeah, he's, well, according to the press releases coming out, he's 71, but that's debatable. He could be a little bit older than that. Could be. Um, he's always looked older than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, you know, he was always the quiet one. Um, yeah. He was never the. I'm chasing Pam Anderson. I'm chasing nope. Donna Derrico. I'm, no, nope. you know, just, I'm I'm hooked up with all these mud wrestlers. And no, I mean he didn't have a playmate there for a while. But otherwise, yeah, no, he was just you know off stage. He was just I'm Bob just Deal. Play guitar. Go off to his side and you know play guitar. Play guitar. Yeah. One band guy. Well, I mean, as far as I mean, he hasn't done anything else besides them. Nope. And I mean, he had stuff before that, but. Even that was not really even the same kind of stuff that Crew does. I mean, I've told people, like, you know, you, they ask about Mick Mars. Like, oh, yeah, you know, well, he was really into Bebop Deluxe. And they go, who? I'm like, oh, yeah, Bill Nelson, Be- Bebop Deluxe. That was, like, his big influence. And then I play a song from Bebop Deluxe, and they go, what the fuck is this? And it's and they just, like, you watch their head try to put those two things together. He, he and they this, can't get it. He has this solo record that we've been apparently been working on forever. Um, I can't remember when I interviewed John Carabi it was a couple of years ago and he was talking about working with Mick on it mm. and the reason why he didn't do the whole record and that was years ago yeah and that still hasn't come out yeah um, I just find the whole thing in a lot of ways incredibly sad but inevitable um, with these bands now because in a lot of ways they're not bands they're brands um, they are but it's been I mean, this one's, like I said, is just, it's ridiculous. It really is. You've got, you've got Nikki shutting people off, like blocking them on Twitter if they make any comment in favor of Mick. And I mean, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Um, And some people have come up with really freaking funny shit too. But Mm. it's been, I just, I, I think that it's gotten so far that they don't, 
everyone forgets the whole crux of it, which is. Yeah, let's talk. Give me, about, give let's, me, give let's, me an accounting of of, let's, let's of talk, money let's talk owed. About that. Right. Let's and, talk about that. The, the, the question, I think, the one question that you know you, you have to ask is, you know, did he quit the band or was he fired? Um, because according to Mick, he didn't want to tour. Correct. Now, does that constitute leaving the band because you don't want to tour? The way that the way that it originally came up, the way I remember it, and the way I've told people was, you really can't tour anymore. Still wants to record, bringing in John Five as a touring guitarist. He says he still wants. If they did residencies, he could do that or the odd yeah. show, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't he, want to do the rigorous. He can't really touring. do the. He really can't do the tours, and that's how I I thought. Okay, well, seems like a good compromise. John's. You know, great freaking player. Yeah. Good fit. Should be fine. No problem. Mm. Uh, it's almost like, I'll go back to, it's like a Judas Priest thing again. Rob Halford accidentally quitting the band, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I I don't know. In a lot of ways, it just, it's just sad. Um, and I'm gonna, I'll say it now that, None of this shit had happened if the fucking band had done what they said they'd do a few years ago and finished. I am in intense pain, Tinky. <laughs> I gotta say it. So somebody <laughs> had put probably the funniest comment I saw, which was that crew had said that they were not going to be playing live anymore. They were done. And they've lived up to that promise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh my I god! I thought that was pretty clever. I just, yeah, it's. But you're right. It's a cash grab, and and you know the other thing is you got to now. I I was thinking about it the other way, in a totally other freaking planet thing, which was I was thinking about the fact that here they are. They got the stadium tour. It's you know over in Europe. How does all of this affect how people view whether or not they want to go to see that tour? I think majority, they don't give a fuck. You think so? Yeah. They don't give a fuck because... Uh, I mean, granted, you got Leopard on the bill. When it, you got other people that are good on that bill, too. When it comes to Europe, um, and I know for a fact, because I know a few people, they've never seen Motley Crue. Yeah. They don't give a fuck who's in the band. They don't give a fuck how they sound. They can say, oh, it's Motley Crue. I, I'm going <sighs> to go see him. They don't care if they're playing. I got to tell you that in Boston, they sounded like shit. <laughs> Absolute worst mix of a band I've ever fucking heard. And if they were having to use tapes to correct it and make everything right, well, these guys that say they're the experts at doing this, they suck because it sounded well fucking let's, horrible. Let's talk about that because Mick Marisite and Mick, Mick came out and said that. Nikki and Tommy weren't playing, right? That right. was all pre-recorded. Yeah. Okay. Vince was obviously, for the most part, singing. Yep. Except yeah. maybe that, maybe that's magically why the when he sang the new song from the Dirt, it sounded really good. I don't know. Right. For well, okay. <laughs> I just assume that was well. That's been done more recently. It's in the range he has now. Okay, makes sense why it may sound better, you know? Right, and I know Mick years ago came out, I think it was on that metal show, and um, said that he wasn't a fan of them using so many, so much tape. Yeah. Uh, the pre-recorded shit. Yeah. That he wanted the band to be a band and yeah. play live. Um, so years ago, he'd already brought, said it. Yeah. Like none of the other guys would fucking say it, but he did. Um, and it, uh, it's the quiet ones you have to pay attention to a lot of the times because you know, yeah. when they speak you listen because they don't talk that often um, so I, I know that caused a bit of a stir when he said it um, so of course Mick said that and that that made Alan Kovac the band's manager come out and say that the reason or he said that Nicky and Tommy were playing right yeah and then because Mick was fucking up right that the, the tracks would have to be punched in. Correct, yeah. Right? Right. So Mick is saying that Nicky and Tommy aren't playing. Yeah. 
and Alan Kovac is saying that the reason the tracks are in is because, because Mick is fucking up. Right. So that you have that disconnect there. Yeah. And of course, what did Alan Kovac do? He got all these roadies yeah, to sign all, off on all it. They were all being paid by the band. Right. Who rely on the income from the band. Right. To say that it was all Mick. Yeah. Um, it's just that I said this and you said that and it's I think people have people have already taken sides they don't give a fuck um, oh there is there's been like one cartoon that I've seen almost every day now posted out there where you've got these like two booths and one says Motley the other one says Mick and the line just all goes over to the Mick yeah booth. I've seen that <laughs> I've seen that I now, some of that could be also, you know, you know, hurrah for the little guy, too. But, mm. you know. I've seen musicians come out and back Mick. And normally musicians, um, because they're in the business, uh, they kind of stay quiet about things in other bands. That they'll Usually, talk, yeah. They'll talk about what they're doing and promote what they're doing. But when it comes to giving their opinions about other bands and the way they run, uh, they normally don't say that much. And... Some have come out and, you know, I know Mickey's a stand-up guy, nice guy, whatever, I've met him, whatever, um, which kind of says a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a, a consensus out there as well that, like, people just don't fucking like Nicky Six. They, they have a problem. He's, he's, he's been polarizing. Yeah, I've I mean, a, he's been, out, he, he can be outspoken and that, usually yeah, you're outspoken and polarizing. There's that quote from him. And every time it comes up about about Nick about something to do with Motley Crue, uh, it always gets someone always posts it about uh, the 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 worst thing a band can do on a farewell tour is is do it and then decide to come back, right? <laughs> yep. So he said that when they did the the fucking the end, yeah, right. And of yeah. course they came back. So yeah. that's the quote that keeps coming up. And I, I I've said it on the show before. I I can't fucking believe a word out of that guy's mouth. I just yeah. can't. Yeah, like I I love the band. But I just don't believe anything you say because your job is to market the band, not to tell me the truth. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a difference there. I, I've said this before as well. Honesty is something you hope for in an interview. It's not a given. No, absolutely not. And um, their job is to sell you the band. Yeah. You know, so now you have, you know, you've got Alan Kovac saying this oh, and all the roadies are saying, oh, yeah, Mick's been terrible. And, and what, that, what that's saying to me is that at least Mick was playing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just think it's incredibly sad. Um, and then they offered him, I believe, five percent of the the tour income hmm. or the income for this year. And then Mick said no, and then they upped it to seven point five, which which is still a fucking shit lot of money. It is, and he wanted twenty five percent because his take is I haven't left the corporation. Right, I just decided not to tour. So what they're, the band, are, I think, are saying now is that we don't make money from records. We don't make money from publishing. All our, mo- all our money is from touring. And you're not doing it. So you're no longer in the band. And, and you know what? That's fair. You, you, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be that if you're part of a company and, you know, let's say you and I, we form this company and then I decide that, I'm going to fuck off to Barbados for a year, but I still want my 50%. That would be bullshit. If I'm just doing nothing and you're doing the slog, like, so I'll give them that. That's, that's fair. And there should be some kind of logical, yeah, you're right. Like you're, you're willing to give me something, but, but I'm not fulfilling my entire corporate duty. Mm. And your corporate duty is to do everything else the other four guys in the band do. But so he, I'll give him that. He's got the I can't I can't fucking think of the name of what he's got the condition he's got that yep. basically it, you know his bones are yep, fused together yep. he can't he, he's not mobile anymore. So he's had that for a while and he probably thought when they did the farewell tour that they were done. Yep. And of course one I I I bet you one of the stipulations to come back was it had to be the four guys, right? That they Could couldn't be. come back with yep. John Five and yep. of course COVID hit. Yeah. And they couldn't do the tour for a couple of years. He's a couple of years older, mm-hmm. right? And he went out and he did the tour and they added shows, didn't they? Yes, they did. I so, know at least so, Boston yeah. they added another show. So they show. added yeah. shows to a tour mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Um, and after that, he just obviously decided I can't do it anymore. Right. And 
But to me, I mean, if it was me, everything else aside, and it was like, okay, I can't, I can't tour, but these guys are willing to give me seven and a half percent to sit home while they're out slogging on tour buses and, and sweating it out and everything. Hey, that's a pretty good deal. Still part of the band, still can do recording. My name's still out there. I'm still Mick Mars. Great. But he never left the band. Vin, depending on who you talk to, Vince was either fired or he left. And Tommy left. Yeah. Right? Mick has always been in the band. Correct. So his take would be, I never left. I have 25%. I st- I've been in the band for 41 years. Why should I lose my... Why should I go down to 5%? I, I just can't tour. I'm fucking 71 years old. But that's pretty much all they do now is yeah, but, tour. Yeah, but how much money do you think they made on the stadium tour? Oh, and I'm, I'm sure they made a shitload. A shit ton of money. They still have... They had a shitload of expenses, too. Yeah, so, but they uh, made a lot of money, yeah. It's all com- it all comes down now to fucking greed and control. Nicky wants control of that band. Yeah. Well, or, it's or always left of basically been his band. Yeah. Right, but, but no, it, he wants he wants it to be his band now because if Mick is gone, Tommy's been in and out of the band. Vince, I think Vince said in his autobiography he's on salary, and I think that's why he can still do the solo shows and do the Motley stuff. Yeah, because he's not technically in the band. Yeah, you know, t- tied to the band as much as uh, as much as Nicky and Mick. Yeah. I'm not sure about Tommy's situation. Right, um, but there has to be something in there that when you leave. You can't just say, hey, I'm coming back, and then, oh, yeah, here's your 25%. Yeah. I don't know. Does it work like that? I don't think so. It, well, it depends how it's, how it's been set up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, again, I just figured, hey, if, if, if he can not have to tour and he's getting cash, great. Hmm. <laughs> Especially if you're, you know, you're in your 70s. Like, why not? <laughs> You think if Paul and Gene leave Kiss and they go out on the road that Paul and Gene will only get 7.5%? The new guys are going to get the rest? <laughs> well, no. Or Mick Jones? And, and, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> and I don't think that, that, that John Five is getting the other chunk of what Mick isn't he's getting not, either. No, he's not. You know? No, he's not. John Five. John's getting a salary and I'm, I, he's probably, he wouldn't be getting a cut of the merch probably. I doubt that. Um, I don't blame him at all for the gig. It's a great gig for him. Sure. Raises his profile enormously. It does. Yeah, it does. And he, he can... Now, it's interesting. One of the things Alan Kovac said was, uh, you'll see now on the upcoming shows and you've seen in the shows that, you know, the bands sound better, that they're all playing now because the guitarist isn't fucking up. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I think a lot of it is just like posturing. Um. I'd, I'd like to hear that because I, like I said, they, granted, Fenway is not the most audiophile perfect venue by any means, but Poison sounded great, Leopard sounded great, and Crew was just an overdriven, muddy mess. It, like, right from the intro crap, it was fucking horrible. It sound it was total crap. Mm. Really did. It was yeah. disappointing. Yeah, I and there know. were people there that were that were like you could tell these were people that were like crew fans from back from the early L.A. days and really like psyched, and even they were just perplexed, like what is going on, and just kind of let a lot of people got let down. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. And it's everywhere. All you got to do is look at your blabbermouths and all that. And there's oh, yeah, tons it's all of over posts the place. On it. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, eventually, all this shit will come out. You know, when, it, when it's just sad. In a lot of ways, it's it's inevitable with all this shit happens. But it's it's sad because um, I think a lot of Motley Crue fans had a lot of admiration or have a lot of admiration for Mick Mars. Uh-huh. They've always he's the one guy in the band that. You know, kind of, kind of always kept a level head. 
was never in the news for the wrong reasons. No, and it was, I mean, his, all his parts and everything, I mean, they're the signature key, like, foundation for, everybody knows the riffs. They yeah. all know mixed riffs. It's always been, to me, it's always been that, you know, that, that Nicky's always been like the Pete Way. He's the show guy running around the stage. Songwriter. Just like Pete Way, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Pete Way, great personality, an insane guy, but... World's best bass player? No, but the he, man could put on a show. He is the guitar player in a band that, how would I say this? He's the least high-profile guy in a band, and he's the guitar player, and that's unusual. Uh-huh. Because when you look at a band like Motley, a lot yeah. of people, oh, Vince, oh, Nicky, oh, Tommy right. Lee, and then no one's going to say, oh, yeah, Mick right. Mars. Because right. he's, he's like, he just stands there. He's a lot yep. like Tony Iommi or Ian Hill. Yeah. You know, he'll just stand there and play the riffs and the other guys are the larger than life yep. characters. Right. Um, I, all I can tell you is that I put it up on my our show's yeah. Facebook page and ni- at least 90% of the people were Team Mick. Yeah, yeah. That they just... And, uh, there's a lot. There's probably a lot of reasons they are. They might... I'd say part of it is that they fucking hate the other guys, but... um. They just really like the other main part of it is I think they just fucking like Mick Mars. They think he's being shafted. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I mean, again, if if the initial thing was months ago being asked, I need some statements, and he's been getting pushed off and pushed off and pushed off, and it's like, can I just get fucking can and nothing. And eventually he's got to be like, all right, well, I got to rip the Band-Aid off. Then a lot of people are going to be, I think, naturally with like, well, he asked for a simple thing and he couldn't get it. Like, come on. Yeah, but you've you've heard that with bands for years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When when shit like this happens, it's like, oh, yeah, just put them on the long finger there and delay, delay, delay. Yeah. And they don't normally go to Root MixCon with doing interviews and getting the lawyer to come out. And right. he's basically throwing Nicky and Tommy under the bus saying none of them fucking played live. Yeah. Like, you don't normally get that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though a lot of people yeah. thought, thought that it was true anyway. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that, that, that's come out of it is um, whatever Nicky said, he didn't deny it. Alan Kovac had to come out and say that they were playing live, and the reason they weren't was that Mick was fucking up. So the yeah, the they the sound desk had to hit Nicky's talking wings on that, and, and Kovac's been doing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Nicky Six to say nothing. No, but I think yeah, he's been told to yeah, hush. So, mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So the, they're it's just sad though. The, the other thing that Kovac said that he put, he kind of said that the Leopard guys knew and. The other bands knew, and I'm thinking about mix playing. And I'm yeah. like, why would you why would you say that? Yeah. Because what's going to happen now is the fucking leopard guys are going to be doing press. They're going to be asked. Oh yeah. And the leopard guys are classy enough; they won't go there. Yep. But with Kovac saying that, he's kind of put the dartboard on fucking the leopard now because they have the the symphonies record coming out. They do, and they're going to be doing press for that. Yep. And I guarantee you there's people going to be asking him, hey, what do you make of Alan Kovac saying that you guys knew that Mick Mars wasn't playing well? Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be out there. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll, get him, I'll, I'll try to get one of them off the <laughs> Come on, I need to fucking know. <laughs> uh, well, I think they got, I mean, Vivian will be on the press circuit probably. They've been kind of elevating him up this week. So, yeah, you never know. Mm, they'll, they'll do the, uh, the, the Rob Halford, I never listened to the Ripper Al. Ripper albums and say, "Oh, I never heard the Leopard guys I was in the in the dressing room or on the bus or in the hotel." Yeah, maybe <laughs> either this or this is like the world's most brilliant publicity stunt to get more people interested in the stadium tour. No, let's go see them and no, see if they're really I, playing. No, so I can sit there and go. No. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. His lips didn't match there. Oh. I think. <laughs> When, when you start suing people and then people start slinging shit like this around, this is not publicity stunt. It, it's publicity, uh, yes, but a stunt, no. I mean, you can do a suit, but until somebody goes, yeah, it's actually been filed, it's all just like yeah, saying, what, I'm suing. Yeah, but is, what, what's the end game? Oh, mix back in the band. It, no, no, it's just... It's just, that's not it's happen. just this big publicity. I mean, every, everybody's talking about Molly Crew now. For the wrong reasons. 
All publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> you could say yes, but sometimes you could say no. What? This shit's not good. Yeah, yeah, but it's again it's good to talk it's, about, it's, but it's, it's not it, good. It's got it on. It's got their band name on everybody's lips. Yeah, it's a lot of it is confirming what we all thought anyway that the fucking band aren't playing live, and you know, it's a, it's a he said. Next, said, next week is going to be the is going to be the you know is Gene Simmons capable of touring anymore because yeah, he sat down for five he, minutes yeah, and, and he's, yeah and, 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 and then he had high altitude leave and humidity and yeah, yeah and wearing all that shit yeah come on yeah, watch it'll, it'll be it'll be out next week it'll be it'll be sure there, they're, they're so. playing their last <laughs> show this year and then they're done sure yeah it's funny <laughs> it's funny I posted today that. On on the day we're recording this, it's April the thirteenth, two thousand and one. The band finished their farewell tour in Australia. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then what do they get going on? End of the road, but they've got now you've got the Ace versus Gene and Paul feud. So <laughs> that's a hard thirty-seven. That's, you know what I that's, mean? That's a load of shit from Ace's end. Yeah. He, he, went, he went on Eddie Trunk and then claimed yeah. he come on the following week. And now that now that's that's a guy. Doing publicity, yeah, because he fucking said nothing the week after, really. yeah. And um, of course, I believe Eddie Trunk tried to fucking distance himself from all of it before Ace even said anything. <laughs> Surprised, but um, I don't blame Eddie to be honest. Oh, um, shit. But because uh, I think Eddie and Ace are tight, but uh, of course that sent the Kiss podcast world into a frenzy. Uh huh. Oh yeah. my god! Can you imagine those guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know anybody going to any of these Madison Square Garden shows? No, I don't. No, not a one. Yeah, you need a deep wallet. We, yeah, well, a lot of things you need a deep wallet. I mean, freaking, uh, what's the show out in Indio? Power oh, Trip. Oh, they're, they're ACDC, off, they're Metallica. Offering, they're offering payment plans to pay for your tickets. Is it ACDC, Metallica? Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Foo Fighters? No. Tool. Tool. Where is the guy getting the money to do that? You, like, all of those four bands are, there must be a million. But it's like, I just, like I said, they, I guess the tickets are... Is it three days? It's three days. Two bands each day. Oh, is that all? It's yeah. not like a download no, with no, 50 no. bands it's, a day? No, it's like two bands. Two bands, two bands, two bands. And it's insane money. Where is it? Where Coachella is, Indio. It's on the desert. And like I said, this week they just announced payment plans for the tickets. Payment wow. plans. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Pass. Wow. No. Interesting they got ACDC. Um, I wonder, is that an exclusive that that's the only show they're going to do this year? It might they, be the only show have, they do this year. They haven't played with Brian Johnson 2015, 2016. Because they had to finish that tour with Axl Rose, didn't they? Yeah. And that's rock or bust. There's no saying they're not going to do... They, have, they didn't tour on Power Up. No. Fucking hell. How much money did they have to pay to get them know. to do that show? I don't know. I'm not in the loop. Fuck. I, I, I reckon that it costs more to get them than it did the other bands. Because the other bands are touring anyway. Yeah, could be. Um. It's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And it's really only two bands a day? Two bands. <laughs> Unless they've got some other lower bill they haven't announced, but every day only has two bands. Well, Guns N' Roses play for three and a half hours. Well, <laughs> after Axel gets there. <laughs> oh, Ozzy. Ozzy's on there, too. Yeah. So, Tool, Metallica, Ozzy, Guns N' Roses, ACDC. Ozzy. Is he going to do a Phil Collins, sit in a chair? Maybe. Probably end up having to cancel the poor I, I love but. I love Ozzy, but there comes a time where you just have to say, look, just stop. Just yeah. don't Give do him credit, it. but yeah, I, I love the he's guy. beating the hell out of himself. Yeah, I love yeah. the guy. You hate to see him ha something happen to him. Like, if he does the show and it turns out great. Yeah. You know, that's another guy that needs help. Yeah. With, you know, with the... Uh, Musicians around him and, and the uh, yeah you know yeah. technology, <laughs> but um, listen, love Aussie, ACDC now that that'd be they're always great life. Um, man, that's a fucking lot of money. 
When are we going? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere that's going to apply payment plans for a ticket. Have you looked at the ticket prices? I have not. Me neither. I've heard they're extremely, like, insane. Like 500 I think they're more than that. And then you got to add either camping or lodging or something out there, too. And everything is jacked up. Right. How many of those bands are at the top of their game? Um, None well, of them. Metallica is. No, Metallica still do a great live show, right? And everything I've heard from the new album sounds great, too. Yeah, but you have Ozzy, you have Tool, and then you have Guns N' Roses, who are no, aren't as good as they used to be, you know? They have like 10 or 12 musicians on stage with them. So if you're going to go, good luck to you. I think Metallica are, all, are touring anyway, so they won't be a big draw for people, I don't think. ACDC would be because they're, ex- they're exclusive, haven't toured in a long time, Brian Johnson's first show back. Well, but Metallica's not touring right now. Yeah, but they're going to be, they've announced shows. They are going to be next touring. next year. Yeah. But <laughs> still, I know. Guns N' Roses. They tour every year. Yeah. Right. Tool, I I'm, don't know Yeah. Um, how often they tour anymore. I know they do do shows. I still think it's it's ridiculous. So who, who are we, what band are we missing? Ozzy, Tool, Metallica, Ozzy, ACDC. Tool, Metallica, ACDC, ACDC Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Who's the sixth? Slipknot? No. Rolling Stones? <laughs> Led Zeppelin <laughs> Queen Guns N' Roses ACDC Metallica We have all of them Six We named the six Tool Okay Guns N' Roses yeah. ACDC yeah. Ozzy Metallica oh. Alright okay Yeah Fucking hell No It's ridiculous Yeah Yeah Can't do that Nope, and then airfare and everything else, too. It's probably in the middle of fucking nowhere, too, is it? Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> you want no. deep, deep pockets for three days of that? Yeah. It's like, no. Hmm. And, and the water is $20 a bottle. Yeah, that's, yeah, all that, too. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> cool idea, but, yeah. One and done. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah. Who are they going to get next year? Does, you have the biggest fans. I mean, I, I I like the fact they're trying to launch more festivals here in the U.S., but these, like, massive, big, like, multi-acts thing like this, I, I just, I don't like the format. I just, the old Donington was the way to go. You had six bands, and they were all really, the opening band could be a platinum act. And then you always had like an ACDC or Van Halen or a White Snake. The headliner was yeah. a fucking big, big band. Right. But you had six bands. Yeah. And now it's it's fucking fifty bands a day if you go over to Europe. Right. But I mean, I feel something like Vakken. You, you know, it, you you got a you got good bills, and if you don't like what's on the main stage, you can go fuck off to another one and see someone else playing. And you got multis there. Yeah. You know. But this one is interesting because it's just two. Yeah. I just so you're, I don't. You're looking at. Look, Ozzy's not going to play for two plus hours. You're going to have 90 minutes with Ozzy. Yeah. That includes a fucking drum solo and a guitar solo, right? And then, depending on what other band is on, you'll get two and a half hours out of Metallica, right? You'll probably get two and a half hours out of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. ACDC, you're probably going to get 100 minutes, maybe maybe two. Tool, I don't know how how long Tool will play for. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're not convincing me not to go. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... I'm not your audience for this. I'm I know. not. I'm already decided. Like it was cool before it announced it. When I look at everything added up, it's like no. I suppose if you're from you know from the West Coast and it's something easier for you to do, okay. But no. What's the, what's the uh, size of the venue? Do you know anything about the size? Are they, is it like they have what to they get, do Coachella? It's huge. So it has it's to be like desert. eighty thousand a day to pray. They're looking probably looking for eighty thousand a day there. I have no idea. Wax. No idea. Wow. Fucking hell. Good luck to whoever's running it. <laughs> Crazy. All right. On that note, what do you say we wrap up this episode? 
Yeah, I'm done talking. This grab bag of stuff. All right. So uh, that is it for this week. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for myself and right, Richie, have yourselves a great middle weekend. Until we talk to you again next time, as always, remember. Focus on metal. Everything else is insignificant. You're still here? It's over. Go home.